Good morning, everybody. Hope you guys are having a wonderful start to a fresh new week. The weather in Melbourne is finally slightly improving towards warmer and hotter weather. We have officially opened up pool and summer season here in our backyard. We did a lot of um, tidying and cleaning and carturing, high pressure cleaning yesterday. And replacing a um, rotten deck bo uh, decking board um, which Stuart and I had to work out and problem solve, solve around and today happens to be my littlest baby's uh, fifth birthday Zara turns five today um, and uh, all the birthdays of the year now officially done um, really excited to be with you this morning uh, to talk about the stages of business you know the essential things you should be doing at each stage and how to recognize what stage you are, are you at and are you doing the right things or are you trying to skip too many steps um, and doing more high level stuff before you've done all the foundational uh, building up of that stuff so I have quite a few notes that I have I'm kind of revisiting this topic I, I, I was cleaning out a lot of um, my notes on my iPhone and I thought uh, and I came up to this one that I had done a, a few years back and I thought why not uh, talk about it today I thought it's relevant um, to revisit and remind people and you guys can cross-check if where you're at in business are the things that you should be doing because often people can see myself or other more um, other business owners that have been in the game for a lot longer and they think they should be doing the exact same things as um, as we are but if you're not at that stage of your business you need to take a few steps back and um, kind of do all of the um, foundational stuff and the building block stuff uh, things that happen at the startup phase the infancy phase uh, as I like to call it so today we're going to talk about four stages good morning Kayleen great to see you um, and have you on the call so um, we're going to talk about the grow uh, sorry the in startup and infancy stage and um, uh, this stage is where your business is between zero and twenty five thousand dollars then we're going to progress and we're going to talk about stage two which is the growth or the adolescent stage um, and this is the stage where the business is between about twenty five thousand to two hundred thousand dollars then we're going to go to the adulthood stage stage three hang on here's my piece of paper uh, scalability the adulthood phase uh, of your business and that is between um, $200,000 and $2 million um, and beyond $2 million you move into stage four which is the contribution stage or the wisdom uh, if, if you like, um, you know, maturity uh, stage. So we're going to go through uh, these. There's quite a bit of notes that I have got here. I'm more than happy if anyone wants them, uh, email me or ping me in a private message and I can like there's two pages of notes so you guys are not copying down um, everything that I'm saying. I'm probably not going to talk about every single thing. I'm going to talk uh, about this related to my experience and the things that I did at each of these stages. Um, in case you're curious where we're at now, we're hovering in between the adulthood and the wisdom or maturity. So between stage three and four, we're kind of on the cusp of those stages. So I have been through each one of the other three and nearly um, uh, across to the fourth one. And um, it's been nine and a half years. Um, so I, I would say I spent the first couple of years in the startup or infancy stage, then I would have said, uh, I would say another three years after that in the growth or adolescence phase, and then the last five years into that um, um, adulthood, um, you know, stage and moving towards contribution now. 
All right, so let's start at the very first one, and that is the infancy and startup phase. And what are the things that you need to be looking out for and doing and understanding about this particular stage? So, and by the way, guys, if you have any comments or you're at whatever particular stage, I'd love to know where you recognize yourself as being uh, right now in your business. So infancy stage or startup phase is uh, between zero and $25,000 in your business. And this is the stage where I believe the first thing that you have to do is get to know yourself. Um, get to know yourself uh, of who you are, what your strengths are, what your limiting beliefs about business and sales and marketing are, and um, and really until you get your stuff uh, shit sorted, um, you're not going to start attracting any clients. So I often share my story that it took me five months to get my first paying client, and that is because I had to get to know myself, what I am like, what I um. Um, what I'm good at, what I'm scared of, um, what do I believe in, what should I be believing in and smashing through some limiting beliefs and that kind of stuff. So working on yourself and secondly then working on who you want to attract or who is your ideal client. Now your av they call that the avatar. So the avatar or your ideal client is going to shift and evolve and um develop over year, uh, over the years that you're in business but that's okay you've got to start somewhere so there's awesome avatar like how to come up with your ideal client where you describe them inside and out how they think what they feel what their problem is where you know your solution um, um, you know would fit the problem um, you know solve the problem or fill the gap and so therefore um, you know uh, you need to sort of map that out I think it took me like a day to fill out this massive questionnaire my coach at the time gave me about the avatar it was like seven pages long and they had so many different questions but what it starts to do it starts to really uh, get you to understand who you are attracting and um, and why you're attracting them okay so the um, so a couple of other things you should be doing uh, is Practicing delivering results fast. So when we start out in business, and certainly when I started out as a life coach, what used to take me to work on a client over six to ten sessions uh, in time, uh, it would only take me one or two. Um, so I got faster at delivering and understanding what I was doing in what order and how it was all happening because at the beginning it's all with testing, measuring, figuring out what works, what doesn't work and um, really starting to build something that hopefully one day it's going to uh, turn into a logical system. Um, develop the art of asking for referrals. Um, and that comes from the power of networking. You guys know that how much and how passionate I am about going to events and actually pounding the pavement, leaving uh, your computer screens and getting out there and being with people, especially in your local community. Because when you start out in business, and certainly as I'm taking you through these four stages, what happens is that um, you start out local in your you know, 25, 30 kilometer radius, and then you expand. And I believe exactly what happened to me is when I was in infancy stage, I was pretty much startup Melbourne only. As I progressed more to the adolescent stage or the growth phase, um, we expanded a bit more uh, around the 
Australian side of those national tours and now being at the um, adulthood phase or, you know, that scalability phase, you know, we've, we have gone international, people work with us from international and at contribution, I'm starting to meet and connect with other influential people. So it just starts to expand more and more and more, which means that actions at this stage should be that regular networking, two events per week, being a member of a couple of groups. Someone actually sent me a message just 10 minutes before I started this call. And she said to me, Nat, um, you know, what do you think of BNI, Business Networking International? So this is a networking group um, or company that was created over in America by Ivan Meisner and has been around for absolutely decades. I don't even know how long. But I was part of this um, uh, group or, or, you know, part of this yeah, networking group. Uh, and by the way, they have chapters all over every town, cities, country, like they're everywhere. They're worldwide. And they're really, really um, suitable for startup businesses or businesses who are in infancy because the meetings are weekly. So there is a huge commitment to turn up a week and you can only be absent twice in six months. Um, so it is quite, quite a huge commitment that you make to them. Um, however, what that got me to do over the three years that I spent at BNI, it enabled me to to make great friends, <laughs> uh, which was fantastic because then I didn't know any other business owners aside from, um, well, I didn't know any because I was in the optical industry. All I knew was employed people in the optical industry. So um, what it enabled me to do is get up and say what I did every single week. So it got me to be more confident in my speaking, got me to refine my pitch, how I said it, what I should, um, what I do, um, and then keep tweaking that because you encourage to say it differently every week, so that you know you don't get people don't get bored from your same same spiel every single week, and you're you know saying it one time with a testimonial, one time you know if you have a special offer or whatever it is. Um, and I met a lot of actually key people that are part of my life and my business right now, like my accountant, my mortgage broker, my financial advisor. I used a lawyer from there, um, uh, a book, the bookkeeper that taught me how to do my bookkeeping properly. Um, so the value of networking is not just am I going to find that next client um, when I walk in the room, it's actually a long-term strategy where you're building relationships and building relationships is, is going to be your backbone of your business then progressing through each of the stages that we're talking about today. And look at the clock now. I have so much to say about this that I might end up splitting this live over two Mondays because I, I have just so much to say, especially now here, uh, the startup phase, um, and especially moving into the growth phase, I, I think I'm only going to get through a couple of these things. So let's do it properly and we're going to do it um, over the next couple of Mondays. So develop the art of asking for referrals and get out there and network your little butt off. Even to this day, I say to people, I'm still attending two, day, uh, two events every week. How do I do that? Well, of course, nowadays the events are my own events that I'm hosting and that's how I get to network and meet people and people get to meet me. Back then, it was attending other people's events or I started my own networking group and I actually had my own networking group for about three and a half years at one point. I took the responsibility and ran that regularly attached to a Facebook group that I started um, that's sitting at about 15,000 members now. Okay, so practice doing business without fancy websites and business cards. This is so such an important one I really want to push the point on because um, um, 
doing your business or being successful and getting clients is not going to depend on how flashy your branding is or whether you have a business card or a, or a properly set up website. To this day, I still say, I don't think we get any people from my website. Um, you know, it's all of the other stuff that I'm doing to build the relationships, to nurture my database, to uh, create compelling offers, to be live on Facebook and turn up every single Monday for the last six years and keep adding value to people who are watching but are not commenting. And then one day they end up being a client and I, I don't realize how it happens. But then they tell me the backstory of how much value they've been receiving. So, Having a website, having a business card is um, is nice, but it's not the key thing or action that you should be doing at this infancy or startup phase. You know, do something simple. You know, all of us are probably, and I don't know about you guys, but Vistaprint is the the go-to uh, uh, company for startups because they have really affordable business cards and things that you can get from them. Um, but you don't need that stuff. You need you, you need your personality, you need your passion for what you, problem you're solving and you need to show up and, and have willingness to help people. That is what is the most important thing, I believe. And when you walk into any room where you're networking, make sure that you are... Um, you know, uh, they're knowing that what you can do is unique because I, I was caught in a place where a lot of coaches get told to get, get out there networking and being a life coach or a business coach and you walk into a room, there's nine other people do, seemingly doing a similar thing. But the one thing you need to make sure is that you understand that you're unique in the way you do it and with your passion and personality is the only way. So that's why I always say, no one can do the Natasha Denman flavor. And that is why with what we do nowadays with Ultimate 48 Hour Author, we have a ton of competition out there in the world. Lots of people teach other people how to write books and um, and publish and all that kind of stuff. But I don't feel I'm in competition with anyone else. The only person I'm in competition with is me and how I do this and how I do it better. I do my best not to even look at and compare or my only comparisons come from what other people have done research and they come and tell me at my workshops, oh, this is different, da, 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 da. or this person does that. That's how I get to find out about it because I'm not actually interested because I don't want to even be tempted about um, mimicking or um, you know copying anyone. I just want to do my own thing the way I know how to do it and how it's worked for me. So that's also start from yourself and deliver and give people the solution to the problem that you have been able to solve for yourself. And this is what I say to my authors, you know, uh, don't look at too much other stuff. Like it, research is great, but you know, how about speak about your own experience and what is it that the steps that you did that you can reverse engineer, which then starts to create the framework of what your system is. All right, let's look at the next thing. Get clear on what specific problem, which is what we're talking about now. Uh, are, are you uniquely solving for your clients? So the problem, and I know that the people that uh, watch and follow me are generally in a business where they have solved something for themselves that they're really successful at now and they do it really, really great. And then they um, they they go, if I can do this for myself, I want to show other people how to do it, right? So it, what the pro specific problem is, is you, and your avatar, your avatar is actually you when you had that problem before you solved it. So when you are actually writing out who you uh, what does your uh, your ideal client think about? What frustrates them? What keeps them awake at night? You know, uh, the female, male, da, da da da. All of this, you're actually describing yourself 
at the time you had the problem. That's the easiest place to start. And then, of course, um, you know, as you go through, when you start thinking from problem to solution to where you are now, are your steps of the system of what you have uh, created for yourself. So if someone was to follow your steps, they will achieve the same outcome. So get very specific and clear because this then becomes super important into the next stage, which is, of course, your growth or adolescence phase. And you do not move past the startup phase until you have been able to monetize $25,000 in what you're doing uh, to move to the next point. And the last point here I wanted to say, was um, the practice being okay with asking for money in return for your service, okay? This is a really, 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 really important thing because you're never going to move out of any phase unless you can ask for money. And at the start of building a business, especially if you haven't had a business beforehand, you know, asking for money is one of those things that I talked about um, at the very beginning is talking about, you know, the fact that um, you need to get to know yourself. And if one of the things is for you asking to be paid for what you are going to do and how you're going to help other people, is those are one of your limiting beliefs and challenges. That's something you've really got to work on in this very first phase because you ain't moving past this phase unless you have monetized $25,000 in that particular in what you're doing. Now, the $25,000 may, um, may, uh, uh, may come about because you've sold this and that. It could be many different things. It, you don't necessarily at this stage have to have the ultimate clarity of who you stand for and who you serve because it's shifting and changing all of the time and you just have to notice what do you like doing more of what um, you know who are you attracting you're starting to observe what is coming into your life and so for me that was um, attracting people who wanted to work on their health and wellness and when I would ask them you know what what specifically you know what do you want to do I want to lose weight and what do you want to do I want to lose 10 kilos there was this kind of pattern that I kept attracting go why the hell I didn't even qualify um, as a personal trainer or a nutritionist I love my mindset stuff but I seem to be attracting all of that then I st stopped and thought about it and with the help of my coach at the time um, he um, you know I realized that um, five years before I started my business, I actually solved the puzzle of losing the last 10 kilos, which was um, you know, a little weight loss journey that I went on. And I was able to, after having my children, to, to maintain my weight, my ideal weight, and you know, sort of you know, have it sustainable. And I seemed to be attracting these people that wanted. So they saw something in me that they wanted for themselves. So a really, really good question to ask yourself as you progress to stage two, which is where the first point I was going to share with you is niche, 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 is to understand what, are the, what do other people see in me that they want for themselves? What do other people see in me that they want for themselves? And that's the thing that you generally, we will start to see attracting into your business or people asking you for solutions for something that, you know, for you it might be, you might, you might not even have awareness around it to begin with, but as you progress in, uh, in the stages of your business, you will understand um, how to recognize when people are seeing, you know, um, things in you that they want for themselves and why I have written the 10 books that I have, like this one here, Guilt-Free Parents, um, you know, it was when we were going on the road and, and um, 
starting to travel quite a bit and people saying, how do you do this? You know, how do you not feel guilty and out about all of this? And we wanted to sort of break it down how it happens in our family. This book here, Fully Book Retreats, was people saying, how do you do these high-end retreats? You know, what's the process and the system behind how it all happens? And that book actually delivers all of the steps um, that you need to do. It's not just the cherry on the top. You see the retreat. There's there's a whole year's work that goes into delivering those. So okay, so that's the that's the startup phase. So let's just summarize. Um, so work on yourself. Um, you know all your limiting beliefs. Get yourself a coach. You know this is where people go make the excuse. Oh, I just need to find a few more clients in order to invest in someone to help me. You know. You ain't going to find those clients unless you can have that outsider perspective helping you and um, um, and um, assisting you in transforming and changing your beliefs because doing it on your own, um, you know, the reason you are where you, uh, where you are is because, you know, you haven't got that outsider perspective or the extra help from someone who's already walked that same path before. Okay, so know who you're serving. So do a client avatar and think about yourself of who you who you were um, before you solved your problem, right? Practice delivering results fast. The more you do it and work with clients, the faster you get get at um, getting them to a problem to solution. Uh, develop the art of asking for referrals and get out there networking at least twice a week. Practice doing business without fancy websites and uh, business cards. Get specific um, on the problem that you're solving and uh, how you're doing it for clients and practice being okay. Asking for money in return for your service. Okay, so that's stage number one, that startup in infancy, it's between zero and $25,000. Now let's move on to stage two, and that is adolescence or the growth stage, which is between $25,000 to $200,000. And the first point which I already touched on is the importance of niching. Because if you don't have a niche, you start, you set, not start sounding, you sound, uh, like you're everything to everyone. Uh, you don't have a, uh, even a clear picture in your own mind. So how would other people even know uh, this? And this for me happened to me like, a, a, yeah, I, I, it was about 15 months into the business where we decided we would be ultimate weight loss, lose the last 10 kilos. And that was the clarity that I needed and people who were networking with me needed in order to start knowing who would be my ideal referral partners, joint ventures and all that kind of stuff, which helped, helped a lot. And that was only, I arrived at through observing what I was attracting in the, in the startup phase and understanding, um, you know, who, what problem they were saying to me they wanted solved um, and through me getting up every week and um, delivering that pitch and refining it over time. All right, so who are your core customers? Um, you know, so niching. So learn the, the, learn the value of, uh, sorry, learn the art of value creation in any situation with your pro prospects. So this is now when you are meeting, um, you know, prospects, um, how is it? Because not everyone that I help write a book values the same thing about writing a book. So I say I have three different clients. I have got the legacy client. I've got the leverage client and I've got the, uh, oh, there was one more, um, leverage le legacy. So the ones that do it, oh, oh, launch, launch, that's right. So my legacy clients value sharing their story for their family, 
um, just doing it for very, very just personal reasons and just leave something behind after this earth, uh, after they're on this earth because books are our immortality projects. So um, I, I launched clients and those ones that were like me, started in business, don't have much credibility, um, you know, just don't know how to, you know, get this off the ground the quickest way possible, tried many marketing strategies and thought maybe a book will be the thing that will get me noticed. So that those are the launch clients. And the leverage clients are those ones that um, – uh, already established, maybe they've even been in business for 5, 10, 15, even 20 years and the book is just the missing piece that a lot of people have been asking them for. They do a lot of speaking already but they want to leverage even further and not have to continue repeating themselves. And maybe some of those clients are also working a lot one-on-one -on -one and like I, uh, I meet a lot of psychologists who are my clients and want to move to the one-to-many model um, so that they can deliver and make a bigger impact. So that's how I've segmented um, the people that I tend to see that I attract. So when I'm talking about this learned uh, art of value creation in any situation, you need to, when you're speaking to a person, you need to start recognizing what is important to them. You know, because you may have different people that want a different outcome from the exact same system that you have developed. Yeah. So maybe if it's say a health and wellness business. For some people, it might be the weight loss. For some people, it might be more energy and vitality in their lives. For some people, it might be, um, you know, if they're already an ideal weight, they might want to reshape their body or do something different. Or for some people, it might be changing the way they eat. You know, they might move or want to move to a different gluten-free kind of lifestyle, whatever it is. So by speaking and um, to uh, prospects, um, you know, you need to get good at understanding and hearing the certain things that certain people say so that you know how to match up your service because not everything that you are going to have within your business is going to be of value to um, every single client. Yeah. So my leverage clients, they don't necessarily need all of the marketing and sales that I teach. They might already have a particular system in their business, but they love the fact they're going to get their book done in 48 hours because they're super busy already. And that's the value to them. I want to get in, get out, get it fast. You project manage. I don't want to think about this and, um, and get, get through it. Whereas my launch clients want all, everything that we offer, including all of our master classes and follow-up stuff and uh, you know that it's a longer term relationship and our legacy clients really just want to get their book done and they might not even do it super fast uh, but they're so grateful and they actually don't tap into the business resources as much so start to understand when you're speaking to a particular prospect at this stage is who they are and how do you match up the value of what you do within them and you, you you need to understand you, just because you've created every, this whole system doesn't mean that everything's going to get utilized by every single prospect, but it's up to you to communicate there's parts of it that are going to be of value to the person that you're speaking to. Same as if I'm someone else's prospect, that person needs to understand where I'm at in the business and what's more important to me over other things that they teach in the program. I did a program about a couple of years ago setting up evergreen webinars and all that kind of stuff um, 
where you get uh, someone from a Facebook ad to a breakthrough session and you sell into your big program and all that kind of stuff. Now, that particular course had a lot of startup uh, stuff, you know, niching, understanding your niche, understanding how to copyright, all that kind of stuff. Now, that was important to me. To me, it's like, how does this get set up? Let me learn how to set it up. And I had a sales component um, uh, education within it. So for me, that those two things were super important to understand and learn in a deeper level because on some of the calls that I would go support calls questions were being asked from really startup businesses and then I just plucked and chose what was the value for me from that particular course and I just did it in my own way so understand that your clients are going to do the same thing they're not going to model your identical journey they're going to pick and cherry pick um, things that um, they like they think they need versus they don't need um, you know sometimes people do this and um, you know they eliminate stuff uh, because the biggest mistakes I see is when people are at infancy stage and they try to pick cherry pick what they want and they want don't want from a program and then they don't have success from it. That's when I say, you know, just follow what this expert's telling you. Get everything. But if you're a more established business, you you can start to have the choice of cherry picking what you want and what you don't want within someone's program because you kind of know what you're doing and you have proven your success with your business. All right, so that's that point. Oh my God, guys, we are going to have to do this over two weeks. Um, <laughs> learn the art of high value sales with integrity. And, um, and this is where you're doing, um, you know, you're learning sales that suit your personality um, that you know, like it's certainly great to get some training on sales, but um, the important thing is to do it the way you love, uh, feel comfortable with it and with the integrity and with honesty. So um, you may go and learn from someone. I think there's two approaches to selling. There's the push approach where someone can feel um, or sound a bit aggressive and, um, you know, really um, uh, pushy. And then there's the pull approach where you you are educating, you're adding value, you're um, you're telling people, you know, you're you're explaining what you do, but through a value adding um, uh, perspective, if you like. Um, and by doing that, you are pulling in people, going, "Well, this was awesome, but how else can we work together?" Good morning, Zelda. Um, we all are something to someone. Cherry picking isn't always an option, is it? No, yeah, so it isn't. If you're a startup, you listen, you do every single thing. But as you go through um, being more experienced in your business, you'll know what you like, what you don't like. So certainly I, I had that uh, sales training uh, from that course um, uh, what's it called, um, a, few, a couple of years ago that had a sales aspect into it. Um, but I picked out things out of the sales aspect that I thought, oh, this will um, add to my sales um, pitch, if you like, or how I would do it, what I feel comfortable, and other things I just left uh, because I just didn't think I needed them or I didn't want to do them. Um, and that's that, that was always my one thing, you know, when you do get uh, someone to teach you sales or you become part of um, someone's, you know, program and all that kind of stuff. If you haven't done so or you haven't been successful at sales before, certainly listen to every single thing they tell you and do it and you'll start, once you start seeing results, you can tweak it and adjust it to suit your personality. But if you have got the results on board, then certainly just um, uh, 
cherry pick on of the things that you would like to do. All right, guys. So I'm going to have to stop here because I've got to do another live in my secret authors group. We have stopped like the, the third point into stage two. So this might actually, actually go over three Mondays, which is fine. It'll take me all the way up to just before America. So we, today we've been talking about the stages in business. There's four stages, the startup, the adolescence, the adulthood, and the wisdom or maturity stage, or you want to call them startup growth, um, um, scalability, and, um, and contribution. So I've been talking about the things that you need to um, uh you need to be doing at each of these stages and things you shouldn't be doing or focusing on and we're kind of a little bit through the second stage now so we are going to bench this one till next Monday and we're going to continue on uh, because I think I'll do a disservice if I actually just um, read out my points here I do need to elaborate on them so that you kind of make sense out of what I'm saying so I will see you same time, same place next Monday. And yeah, uh, once I finish everything, because I don't want to send you this list for no reason, there's two pages of these points that I wanted to go through with you guys. Um, I'm happy to send this out, um, you know, as a doc or whatever, if you private message me so that you can uh, go through it, uh, you know, yourself and have the notes on it. All right, have a wonderful Monday and uh, rest of the week for us. It's retreat week. Retreat number 27 is this weekend uh, here in Melbourne. We're, um, you know, we're excited to be seeing the new group of authors uh, go through, um, you know, just four sleeps to go. And um, then we officially finish our, um, you know, event year or business year and uh, head off to America for a white Christmas. Um, so I'll talk to you guys and see you next week. Bye.